everyone. Welcome to the Booze and Boobs podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Katrina. Thanks for joining us today as we talk about some of our favorite horror movies. We created this podcast as a way to give women more of a voice in horror. Men dominate most industries, especially film and television. And that also goes for podcasts. We'll focus on female characters, motivations, or just expectations placed on women in horror, even if the situation is happening to a man. We're excited you're here, and we hope you love it. Now let's get to today's movie. Well, here we are, back for another episode of Booze and Boops, the final episode of 2023. And even though we took a little breaky, I'm still very proud of us for getting back into it. Technically, we did two in October, so that kind of cancels out zero in November. So I think we're still kind of on track. What about <laughs> January, February, March, April? Uh, it's almost 2024. Those months don't count anymore. <laughs> I was say, technically May, because I didn't finish the edit for Midsummer until <laughs> like June something. But my heart was in the right place. Tomato, tomato. Let's see. Tomato, potato. Exactly. Our At least it's not chicken. I don't think they're going to get me. They will if they listen to the whole episode. Oh, I guess it's fair. Um, Our 2024 New Year's goals are at minimum 12 episodes for 2024. Okay, well, here's the thing. Um, I never agreed to that. Well, you don't have to. I own fifty-one percent of this company. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, actually, I think um, thanks to our Patreon and thank you to our patrons, I think we're even now. Yeah, technically, the people who uh, like agreed to our Patreon uh, were your friends. So nobody I know has subscribed, but nobody I know has commented. At least, mm, true. So, (laughs) balance. (laughs) So, anyway, sure. We will resolve to publish 12 episodes. Um, Who knows when? We don't know what. It took us forever. It honestly took us so long to pick what movie we were going to do for November that now it's Christmas. So, so what we're going to do... For this episode, we're covering the movie that we were planning on and actually did record most of for last year. So it's not sloppy seconds. I think that we have improved our True. like process. Um, but we, we couldn't think of anything new, so we just <laughs> went back to, to last year. Back to Black. Black Christmas. Oh, that was a good one. Thank you. Thank you. It's all the word games we play before and afters. Back to Black Christmas. I love that. Also, I've been watching The Masked Singer and one of them sang that song. So Is uh, Tom Sandoval the diver? I don't know. I was watching season three. Oh, I'm, I don't I'm know. starting from the beginning. Oh, is this your new special interest? You picked The Masked Singer. Well, this is my, like, easy-to-watch, 
like I don't have to focus on like it's like kind of background kind of like like one of those so well, and it's something that Yuri will watch with me because there's a lot of things that she won't watch with me she watched Vanderpump with me <sighs> whatever yeah so kind of a lot has happened for both Katrina and I since our Halloween episode thank god all of that is over so I don't know I know that a lot of people I and I do I do like Christmas and I like the holidays as a concept but listen I've made it 300 something days can we just get the show on the road I'm over it it's exhausting it's I I feel like if we just could do this like split it up throughout the year a little bit because it's literally Halloween Thanksgiving Black Friday, Christmas, and then it's all New Year's. And then it's like literally nothing until middle of February. Well, Valentine's Day, but that's really not like family. Katrina just called me single. (laughs) I'm sure there's a Labor Day or something in there that you missed or Memorial Day. I don't know which one's first. You don't know which comes first, Memorial Day or Labor Day? No. I, I just know one's in the spring, one's closer to the fall. I have no idea which one is which. <laughs> I Okay. Well, Memorial Day is in May. That was my guess. And Labor Day is in September. There you go. So, wow. Spring okay. and August. September. Oh, I meant fall. <laughs> Shut up. We're cutting this out. I'm editing it. We're not. Uh, we rock, paper, scissored to see who is going to. Don't say we that. scissored. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> no, not the scissors. <laughs> anyway, uh, so our moment that we're doing is Black Christmas. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, side note, because, you know, we have to do our, like, 15-minute ramp-in before we actually start talking about anything. Mm-hmm. It was a thought that I had that just in everything that was going on, where I was like, I'm going to have to talk on this fucking podcast again that I moved again. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. You, you did yeah. it. I didn't. I, uh, so for Rachel. Yeah. Ugh. Still alarms, but (laughs) so many alarms, but I thought I was going to have to move and I was not doing well thinking about that, Um, but I am not moving. Now I don't know how I feel about that either. (laughs) So we're just in a lot of emotions. So what we're going to do is talk about murder and conspiracy and gore and friendship and child abuse and cannibalism and all of the above. How could I have missed the cannibalism? Really though? I was waiting for it. It mm-hmm. tastes like chicken. Come on. That's all. That was our whole thing. I don't know. Before we started recording, I broke a glass because I was cooking something in the microwave that didn't have a plate. So, like, I'm just a mess all around. Yep. Katrina can't pop popcorn. Pop. I literally, and you know what? 
I take pride in my popcorn because I always tell Yuri two minutes and 10 seconds is perfect on our microwave. And I fucked it up. And now I don't know what I'm, how to identify myself. Not the perfect popcorn maker anymore. You can identify yourself as co-host of the Booze and Booze podcast. Let's get to it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The Black Christmas can be summarized very quickly. Abused child kills his family, gets put into a sanitarium. He escapes and starts murdering the sorority girls that are now living in his old house. And his sister is also there murdering people who also escaped her sanitarium because she ended up crazy as well. Uh, The end. But not the end. I. What do you mean? I think you're missing the part where his sister is also his daughter. I was summarizing. Okay. That's a very important plot point. (sighs) So, um, abused, abused child kills his family, gets put away, escapes to kill sorority girls that are staying in his childhood home where his daughter's sister is also escaped and killing sorority girls. And and they both have the craziest jaundice I've ever seen. She's semi-normal. She's normal, but he looks like the Yellow Hulk. The so, like I mentioned, Katrina and I, we watched this movie to do it last year, and I and I've seen it before, of course. Um, and we watched it so many times last year that when we decided that we were gonna watch it or like record it for this mm-hmm. year, I was just like, I've seen this movie so many times, I, I have to watch it again. But when <laughs> I was watching it this time, aka not really paying attention because I know everything about this movie at this point. Was the so the daughter sister, as you said, the the second killer, uh, reminds me so much of white chicks, but yellow. Because <laughs> right. it was I don't know, it was just like the face, like when she's on top of the other girl in the bed, mm-hmm. killing her. I just saw like the way it was done. I was just like, oh my god, this is white chicks. Yeah, the only reason you know that it's Agnes is because of the hair. Yeah. That's it. And um, and that's it. Yeah. So Billy is, I mean, I spoilers. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Billy is the killer. Agnes child is also the up. killer. Agnes is the killer who grew up. Um, the way that the way that the story is told in the movie, there's a lot of flashbacks and back and forth between the sorority house at present, the sanitarium at present, and then Billy and his family in that same house in several years past in like sequential order. Like when he's like a little kid, when he's a teenager and then an older teenager. Yeah, I think so. I think one of them was 1992, right? Uh, 
look at me saying I know everything about this movie. And I'm like, I think it was this. 1982 is when he was 12. And then 1991 Christmas is where he, mm, his family. 80, so close. Hold on. 82. 80, is he was 80? 12 in 82. So 91, he had been 21. I mean, I guess so. Okay. Let's. A young adult. I guess. So what happened, what happened was with Billy, what we see in the flashbacks is it's Christmas. Billy is at home in his room. His mother has a boyfriend and the boyfriend is coming to the house to I don't I I don't know if this was the plan but what happened was the mother's boyfriend killed Billy's father and he saw it and it was pretty gruesome and then Billy's mother and his soon to be stepfather find him seeing it they chase him he runs into the attic and the mom locks him inside the attic and presumably, that's where he stays, quote unquote, forever. Right. And then in the and, next, go ahead. I was just saying, and the part about seeing his father die, other than that alone is traumatic, is like his father was the only person who actually loved him and would like give him a present. And his mom just treated him like shit because. Billy reminded her of his father and she hated him obviously because she had her boyfriend kill him so add to that now he's locked in an attic and he's being treated like shit for his whole life and are we presuming the jaundice happens because he's not let out he doesn't get sunlight no they he was yellow when he was little I can't remember. I, it was a, they said it was a liver disease in the, hold on. I think they talk about it in the beginning. They might. Uh, I really don't care. He's yellow. He, he has like a severe liver disorder. Okay. And that makes him yellow. It's a, it's a genetic thing, I'm assuming. So then we've cut to Billy being a little bit older um Billy's stepfather passes out on the stairs while Billy's mom is trying to have sex with him and Billy is watching it through like a little hole in the floor and then Billy's stepfather passes out mid-coitus and Billy's mom is not done, so she decides she will finish. So we do not see exactly what happens, but we know that Billy's mother goes up to the attic where Billy is in a rocking chair and undresses. And then it says nine months later, and there is a baby in a little bassinet at home. And Billy's mother looks up toward the attic 
where Billy's like, he must be moving around because like the chandelier moves a little bit. And then the Billy's mother just goes, she's my family now. And it's gross. Yeah, it's she just has such hate for Billy that she should have just like put him up for adoption and he would have been better off. Like, even if he ended up in the foster care system his whole life, he would have been better off than with his mother. Yeah, it was, it is really gross. And then the next little clip that we'll get of Billy is, Katrina, you said he must be like 21 or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it gives us the like, oh, 1991 Christmas. Billy actually gets a gift and they gave him a telescope and he's like spying on other families, which... I get that he has nothing better to do, but it's also showing him like, oh, kind of what he's missing out on. But he um, sees them downstairs and Agnes is opening up a baby doll that she got from her mother. Her mother loves her very much. And um, the mom just, Agnes hears like rustling upstairs and steps. And the mother's just like, oh, that's just reindeer. So we get the clue that Agnes has no idea that Billy exists. And um, then this, ugh, this just made me go, ugh. Um, the mom asks Agnes, do you want a Christmas cookie? And then she says, you're my cookie. I could just gobble you up. And all of these are things that kind of come in later. But it's just, the mother is just, she grosses me out. Yeah, I but, absolutely believe context is everything because I could take a look at my dog and be like, you're so cute. I'm going to eat you. I'm not- Yeah. But Billy's mom, ugh, gross. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, get your smoker mouth and hands away from my face, please. Oh, true. Like, she is trash. <laughs> now, this is an aside, but relevant. The house is what becomes the sorority house. So it's mm-hmm. huge and beautiful and uh, must have at least six bedrooms because we have six kind of main characters then um you know a big kitchen living room seating area so like this is a huge house but these are like such trashy people so i i must assume that billy's dad had done something that got them a lot of money in like the 70s 80s right yeah i mean affording a like a single person income in the 70s or 80s you could probably afford something decent inflation but yeah my assumption is that the dad bought the house and that the mother and boyfriend just lived there i mean maybe the stepdad worked but who i mean i'm sure that he did i'm sure that the stepdad did work and i mean we don't know that the mom didn't ever work or do anything but Mm -hmm. everything we see is just on Christmas, Christmas, basically. So, whatever. Well, and then... I'm just saying I'm a sad millennial who will never own a house. The end. (laughs) And I am a sad millennial who's house poor. So, has a a house, but can't afford it. Um, So, on the 1991 Christmas, after the mom goes to get a cookie for Agnes and the phone starts ringing... When she answers it, she goes, Merry Christmas, with a cigarette in her mouth, of course. And she just gets mad because nobody's saying anything. 
And then she finally hears, she's my family now. And then she screams, Billy, and runs into the living room. Well, guess what? Uh, <laughs> why are you laughing? I'm not hot. <laughs> That's the only proper way to say, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica. It wouldn't uh, be as funny if it wasn't you because you say that all the time. <laughs> it's just such a good line. I know. That movie is really great. Anyway, sorry. Interrupted. Go for it. All good. Um, so the parents run to the attic being like, where's Agnes? Well, she's in the living room and he's stabbing her with like a bag over her head, which is how they kind of killed his dad. They put a bag over his head and hit him with a hammer. Um, and then we see him take out her eyeball and eat it. Not 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 normal. I don't think that helps with jaundice. Um, so the father tries to attack him. He stabs the father through the eye. There's a whole lot of eye gore in this movie. Yeah. And then he strangles the mother with Christmas lights. Very festive. Uh, drags her to the kitchen and this is a scene I was like oh okay he like is hitting her with a rolling pin and like the whole counter is like bouncing and like he's strong he real strong but anyway uh, he bakes Christmas cookies using her back skin and when the police show up Agnes is crying and Billy is just dipping his quote unquote cookies in milk just chowing down so um yeah we have some cannibalism some abuse and some incest uh feel good holiday classic (laughs) what else could you ask for honestly (laughs) yeah so what we'll get into the plot of the movie which is very straightforward um i and we didn't mention this officially black Black Christmas is a remake of the 1974 Black Christmas, which was the first movie that actually used The Call is Coming Inside the House, which was made more famous by my favorite, One of Stranger Calls, which I like that movie a lot, if you guys didn't know. So I was just bringing it up. But we're discussing the Black Christmas from 2006. It stars Katie Cassidy, Michelle Trachtenberg, Lacey Chabert, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and also the aunt from My Big Frat Greek Wedding who goes, it's okay, I make lamb. <laughs> so just, just to put that in there. But all to say, though, everything that we're going to get through is murders done by Billy and Agnes, who really never had a chance i don't sympathize with them so much but you know if we're getting this backstory it is really awful yeah and it's you know the system failing people because after the 1991 murders like billy's put into a sanitarium because he's crazy agnes i think was like put up for adoption but it didn't work out because she ended up being crazy as well um, and they just so happen to escape on the same Christmas, which I'm like, how did they, are they allowed to write letters? I don't know how that works. Did Billy ever learn how to read? I don't know. 
I'm sure he learned how to read. He was school age when his father died. I think he was five. School no. age? I was I was reading when I was like two, three. Not everybody reads at two. Well, I know that, but it's tough. It's tough. So Billy's in a sanitarium. Agnes is in a sanitarium. The house, I'm assuming, goes up for sale. Somebody buys it, turns it into a sorority house. The movie opens up actually at the sorority house in like present day 2006, whenever this was made, I'm assuming. Um, and it kind of just is showing what the house is now. I got distracted. I said something funny. Um, so we open up with the sorority house being decorated for Christmas. So obviously we know it's Christmas. And we see a girl, her name's Claire. She's sitting in her room drinking some wine, writing a card to her sister, Lee. I, I have to point out, especially the last time I was watching this, it's the fact that Claire brought a bottle of wine to her room with the corkscrew and she's just opening that sucker like right in her room and I have I have no shame in this whatsoever but I'm just like yeah that girl didn't want to share she's like this is my red wine (laughs) pouring it out on the floor while she's doing her little wrapping I love Claire only child I'm sure she was she must have been no she grew up as an only child though babe I'm like babe the whole point of this is that she's not an only child listen Listen, she basically grew up as an only child, okay? Well, so did I. And now you relate to it, so da-da. Well, no, because I'm jealous that she died. Well, yes, yeah, and she was the first one. I know, she player. didn't have to deal with any of it. <clears throat> Honestly, it's either I live or I'm the first one. I don't want to deal with the stress if I'm, not, if I'm just going to die. Let me be first or let me live. That's just like every day. Let me deal with this. I don't want to deal with the stress. Just let me die. <laughs> but enough, yes. And and I, I wanted to make um a note. So you put in your notes that we see somebody under Claire's bed who has long blonde hair. And I I rewound it a couple times just when I saw that this last time. And I never particularly noticed it. And then I looked again like right when she was getting the bag over her head when she gets murdered where did you see the long hair i would have to look at it again i don't know i thought it was like you could kind of see it over the eye of whoever was under the bed i just i guess i just didn't notice or i must have been looking in the wrong spot but well, i didn't notice I was- it until the last time that i watched it because the first time that i watched it i thought they were in the closet but it was just like the vent moved some stuff in the closet and then it was a red herring because she was under the bed. Agnes yeah. was under the bed. Yeah. I mean, I, I do have to agree with you that it must have been Agnes because the way that the movie does it, like, I know I said that there's like the flashbacks, but mm-hmm. there's also the like present of Billy being in the sanitarium right. at Christmas. Cause everyone like the orderly, the guard, and then the hospital Santa like give us a little bit of his backstory before we actually see it. Right. That way they're they can like hype up like, oh, this is a scary guy. Billy. This is a bad guy. Yeah. He's crazy. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then he uh 
escapes. Then he does bad things. Who shot? Not so, me. No, no. And if if they made a movie, I'm not surprised. Um. So Claire is in her room trying to write a letter to her sister, Lee, and Agnes puts a bag over her head and stabs her in the eye with the pen she was using. And it was quick, easy, breezy, done. Yep. Um, a good that little, was the opening. Good little introduction, death. Yeah. And at this point, then we go to where Billy is introduced inside the sanitarium. The orderly mm-hmm. is passing out cookies and milk. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Blah, blah, blah. Can't forget the uh, candy canes. Oh, yep. There were candy canes for sure. Mm-hmm. Those are, yeah, those are weapons. Um, yeah. And a Santa who's supposed to be finding the children's wing wanders into the maximum security wing. Now we did see like when the orderly was coming in, like a carton of milk fell off and it like caught on the door. So the door didn't close all the way, but I just don't see at any point in this like gray drab setting that the Santa would have made it at least this far thinking this is where the children are. (laughs) Well, and it's not very maximum security of the employees of them to be, A, making sure the door behind them doesn't shut. And B, in a minute, we're going to see um, how they just go into a room by themselves, leaving a door open. Well, they just that, don't close doors. Well, yeah, close that them. and the, because we talked about this the last time we were recording it, that the orderly is going down, passing out his stuff. Then the Santa comes in and we see boots and hear the footsteps. So, you know, we get all spooked out. And then it's just like the Santa being like, oh, I thought it was going to the children's way. And then we go to where there's a guard at the end of the hall who has been facing this direction the whole time. And I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure that the guard Never said anything. would have been aware if a Santa was coming that direction like for a reason so he could have been like hey buddy you're in the wrong area but no we only have the orderly and the santa talking and then the santa brings up something about like isn't billy lens here and then the guard pops in to give like a little flash of lore about him i'm like Mm -hmm. (laughs) they just had to have that's what the script said they had to have somebody to talk to about billy well there we go and then Katrina, would you like to talk about what is given to Billy and what is said for Billy? Yeah, so Billy gets a special treat. So he gets candy canes and chicken. And the orderly looks at the Santa trying to be like very like spooky, be like, it tastes like chicken because it's chicken. And then he goes, it's closest to how mom used to taste. So and the, gross. The Santa wasn't even like, like faced because I'm sure at this point everybody knows that story about Billy. Like <laughs> I don't know. It's just silly. Silly Billy. But that's kind of all we get for the sanitarium at that point. Cause we cut back to the sorority house and we see Kelly and Kyle who are sitting in his car outside the house. And Kelly, Kelly- gets a phone call. Kelly is Katie Cassidy. 
Scream Queen, who was in what movie in 2006? When a Stranger Calls. <laughs> it's a busy year for her. Tequila Tiffany. Oh, yeah. See, well, but this is the thing that we talked about, how Katie Cassidy is David Cassidy's daughter. And her first role in, like, a movie was playing Tiffany in When a Stranger Calls. And we were like, she's a Cassidy. Shouldn't she, like, have nepoed her Mm -hmm. way into something bigger? Just wait. You go from uh, February to October when Black Christmas comes out. Boom. Leading lady. Our final girl. So we can just no say sport. she earned it. She <laughs> earned her main yeah, spot. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you've got Michelle Trachtenberg, Lacey Chabert, and Mary Elizabeth mm-hmm. Winstead. People have been working forever, but Katie Cassidy got it. Well, now yeah. I love Katie Cassidy, and I grew up watching her and stuff. So it's totally fine with me, but I'm just, I'm just pointing out. And then her boyfriend, Kyle, is played by Kate Hudson's brother, Oliver. So we've got Nepo Leeds. All over the place. <laughs> and Kyle does a great job being gross. We hate Kyle. We do. We do. We do. But like, we do. Rachel, stop hating the people or stop loving the people you're supposed to hate. Okay? I can't help it. It's the mental illness, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. So anyway, we're in the car. There's Kyle and Kelly and they're smooching. Yes. Kyle wants Kelly to stay in the car because he's not done smooching. But Kelly needs to go inside because she needs to be with her sisters. They're her family. And then Kyle... What are you doing? I'm narrating with my face. I'm emoting as your story. You're distracting. Sorry. uh kyle tells kelly that he could be her family and true and kelly thinks that that is just so cute i literally watched her face go from like "Mm," to like i'm like girl (laughs) and then they had a smoochy smooch and then she does go inside the whole the whole conversation is that She's staying because she has to work over Christmas. She doesn't have as much money as everyone else. None of that really matters because everyone's about to die and they're all going to the same school. But that's just giving us some reason of why she isn't gone away for Christmas break. Yeah. And as soon as she leaves the car, this asshole picks up the phone, starts calling somebody, and that somebody is inside the house that's true there is the moment so where we see kyle like he leans over across from the driver's seat to like the other side and he's like looking in the house like looking like up a little bit you would think that he's watching kelly he's no no no. he's He's calling another girl and the girl looks angry and throws her phone and we will see why she's angry in a minute but we cut to the house mother who is looking for Billy's present under the, tr- under the tree. They have this little tradition of every year they do a secret Santa and every, every year somebody has to buy Billy a present. It's a little macabre if you ask me. 
uh, well, to buy the dude that killed his family in that house not that long ago. Well, here's the thing. Do I think that it's, like, weird? Yes. But if it's, like, if he was dead and they were doing it, like, the spirit of Billy or, like, to ward off bad juju or whatever, that's more realistic. But the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is that Billy is alive and he's somewhere relatively close Right, in a walking distance. Walking distance, or whether he even, like, stole a car and got there. Like, he has to be somewhat close. So, I, my question is, because Mrs. Mack, the house mother, later on, she says that she's been there for, like, seven or eight years, or something like that. Like, she's been there for a while. What have they been doing with this present that somebody, this college girl spends her money on every year? Like, I think if this gift to Billy was, like, a gift for the house, you know, we need light bulbs, we need soap, we need paper towel, anything. Yeah. Like a cute decoration. Yes. I can see that, yeah. I can see that as being something because, you know, you're giving it in good spirits to ward off evil spirits. It's something that helps the house, and it's something that just does whatever. So It's a silly little game at that point it's not yeah. so that's just my question why yeah. are they doing that but i'm i'm in agreement with you on that but while mrs mac is searching under the tree for billy's present we're introduced to the other girls and oh i feel really bad i don't remember almost any of their names i know there's a dana there's a lauren there's a heather um obviously kelly lee comes in later and there's a megan megan is the one that was talking on the phone with kyle oh yeah okay so megan's with kyle dana is Lacey chabert gretchen from mean girls is melissa michelle trachtenberg I just know I I don't know actors. I just know the character names. I think Heather is Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Let's I'm looking I'm looking at this and I see Oh, okay. Well, then we go into it where we say Lauren and Kelly are together. So Lauren's the other girl. The other girl that we didn't write the name down because she wasn't one of the eight girls in the 2000s. So sorry. There's also another girl, like the red herring weird girl. Like, oh, they they put a pretty girl in glasses so that, you know, in 2006, that makes her the weird girl, you know? Yeah, and she had like a low ponytail, like Mm -hmm. a George Washington ponytail. Yeah, Eve. And there's Eve. Yeah. That's her name. Yeah. Um, It's like, who's on is it anyway? Everything's made up and the points don't matter because this is a slasher film and everyone's going to die. Yeah, they're all dead anyway. So we are meeting everyone. We've got the girl who's obsessed with her phone. We've got the alcoholic. We've got the goody goody. And then we've got the, you guys, I just want everyone to have a good time. <laughs> yes. Tag all yourself. the bases are covered. Which one are you? Rachel's the alcoholic. Okay, well, I wasn't going to say that first. We but <laughs> you you can pin me then i pinned you you can pin me okay um to make fun of you 
I would put you as Michelle Trachtenberg, who I think is Michelle, because she just like had an attitude, but I liked it. That's not making okay, fun I'm, of you. No, I thought you were going to say I was Eve and I was ready to <laughs> be mad at you. Because I feel like sometimes I am the weird kid. But I would put myself as the girl who's like, uh, technically, every all these traditions are a pagan holiday. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so, I mean, really, that's the thing. It's, they're all like, fine. I do think they're yeah. all actually likable because these actors are really good. And it's just, people are people and they're just playing like their character just to mm-hmm. get us through the plot. I really don't have any problems katrina calling me the alcoholic but here's the thing this girl pukes a lot and i hold that shit i drank a Mm. whole bottle of wine at a party the other night and then i started in with my vodka and i was totally fine i didn't even have a fair. i can handle it i'm also not like 20 how these girls are (laughs) so that's fair but and also not 20 pounds 20 and 20 pounds (laughs) Well, no, because I'm saying all these girls are very, very like petite. Yeah. So I mean, there was there was a time where Katrina helped me get inside my house when I was drunk, (laughs) and I threw (laughs) up in the bathroom, and then then I crawled naked into my bed. So listen, it didn't even start there. It started in the parking lot because we had to walk upstairs to get to her apartment, and she broke like. Her foot came out of her sandal on the stairs. So she fell up the stairs and then she fell trying to take her shoe off in the apartment. And then she goes to the bathroom to vomit. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I just see a naked body crawling on all fours into her bedroom. (laughs) And I can't, I wish I could make this up. It's so video? No, no, I didn't take a video. But I went into the bedroom and I see she has a very tall bed. So she's try- on the floor trying to crawl up her bed. <laughs> she just wants to lay down. <laughs> very memorable moment for me. Uh, and then I let I walked Cinnamon, her dog, and I <laughs> slept it off on the couch to make sure she didn't die. <laughs> Oh, God. Because so, I was not sleeping in that bed with her naked. That's just weird. <laughs> so, um, tag yourself. I'm Lauren. <sighs> it's a good time, though. But Lauren's here's the thing. Time. We have a story. Um, and we're still friends. So and no one was... Yeah. Nothing's breaking <laughs> this. No. Break the bond. It can't happen. Don't go there. That's all. <laughs> Don't go there. You can't do that to me. If you read Akatar, you'll get that because whatever <laughs> there. So, in a way, you could say that Katrina. <laughs> Anyways, Katrina and I are sisters with the closest bond that you could ever have, but I would also push her down the stairs if Billy Lens was chasing us. <laughs> I think I would have a better chance against Billy Lens, so I would allow it. You wouldn't have a choice. I would forgive you. If I lived, I would forgive you. <laughs> so the last thing that you think of before he like rips out your eyeball is it's okay, Rachel. <laughs> you 
in my evidence, like she better be so fucking far away right now. I swear to God, <laughs> if she gets caught and I get my eyeball eaten, I'm gonna kill her myself. <laughs> You're like, it's one of us. <laughs> so that was a fun aside. Probably our most entertaining yet. Oh, I would agree. So more stories to come. Um, but not right. Yeah, in, in the twelve episodes we do in twenty twenty four. Oof. so anyway we're meeting all the girls <clears throat> they're all sitting around trying to gather to get like a get everybody together to do their secret santa um and we flash over to billy who gives the guard a n- newspaper wrapped present through the, like the little slot that he got his mm-hmm. treats and the guard like peeks in there and Billy's just eating his candy cane in his rocking chair. And the note that was given says, I'll be home for Christmas. I have a really hard time not like holding back singing that song right now. I know. Um, I, I just saw it in my notes that it that I put in guard opens present that says, I'll be home. Christmas. Christmas. The way that Camila Cabello says it. Like, yes. Christmas. Yeah. I don't like how did how Mary... did she even say that? Christmas. Christmas. I don't know. But it also makes me think of like Mary Chrysler. Mary... <laughs> Mary Chrysler. I I don't know what that Happy Christmas. Yeah. Mary Chrysler. Yeah. I don't remember her name either. I would if you hadn't asked me, but it's fine. It's okay. Um, anyway, Billy says, I'll be home for Christmas. And so the guard's like, no the heck you aren't, and opens the cell door to check on Billy because he's an idiot. Well, he looks through the little alone. He looks through the little peephole first, didn't see yeah. Billy. Who cares? And he closes it and then opens the door. It's like, well, did you see him come out? Right. So, Who cares? Just because you and- can't see through this tiny little window, all the other spaces in this room call for backup you have a radio be like hey i need to go check on this prisoner like somebody come help me anyway he doesn't do that he just opens the door b leaves it open c he sees that there's like a hole in the concrete wall with pipes that no grown man would fit through yeah it's not like shawshank where it's just like open like it he just took off like the surface layer yeah and so he's like peeking at the hole in the wall and Billy stabs him with the candy cane, which is honestly the most realistic part of this movie. Because have you ever sharpened a candy cane to like a really, really fine point? Yeah. It's just like a hypodermic needle. Yeah, like I, I absolutely have. I'm crazy. So he stabs the guard um, and he leaves. Headed home for Christmas, like he said. Billy doesn't lie. So all that happens. Well, after he gets out, Billy also kills Santa and steals his suit, puts it on, and then just throws him away in the dumpster. Like that Santa was at least two, 215, 215 pounds. He was a big guy. But and Billy just... He had the Christmas spirit. That he did. He said, Merry Christmas to the dumpster. Anyway. So we go back to the sorority house, trying to get everybody downstairs for presents. 
Kelly, our main girl, knocks on Lauren's door to tell her very nicely, hey, we're opening presents. And Lauren, she comes out and she goes, I realize you're an only child. And with siblings, the weak get eaten. And this is really where the sisterhood kind of like kicks in. And she's like, this is how you're supposed to do it. It's also funny because Billy eats people and and ate his sister daughter's eyeball so i'm just saying it's funny and it also not funny haha funny yeah or or what is is what i to say oh boy uh you're not oh boy crazy you're haha crazy Uh. (laughs) and i asked her which one i am and she went well (laughs) depends on the day so lauren shows her how it's done like slant like knocks hella hard on this door and it's like we're opening presents right now in five minutes if you're not getting them they're mine very sibling-esque but i loved it it was cute yeah and then kelly as a good sport tries it on megan's door and megan's like fuck christmas because she's very mad very valid um because when she when it cuts to megan She's watching what looks like to be a homemade porno video, and it looks like her and Kyle. So if somebody recorded it and uploaded it somewhere, it probably shouldn't have been. Yeah, and I oh. feel because this was 2006, you know, the internet was, the internet had been around for a few years, but I mean, at least definitely for me, I was 13 in 2006. Like, that's when, like, I feel, that's when I got my Facebook I think I did have MySpace before that, but that's when it was like, you know, you felt really connected to everywhere else. So when you look at it through that lens and then you're in college and, you know, you're fucking somebody, your, your sister's boyfriend. Right. But also not be in the holiday mood. Well, and I'm sure like revenge porn wasn't a huge thing that people knew about then either because it wasn't something that was, easily accessible and like not everybody was like it, it just wasn't a big thing then because people didn't know so anyway bad stuff not cool guys not cool um we hear sounds from the attic and then it like the camera pans up there and we see claire who was the first girl who died in the rocking chair upstairs probably the rocking chair that billy used to sit in um, with a bag still on her head. So she's dead for sure. Yeah, because Kelly and Lauren have already gone downstairs while Megan's all upset. But then Megan, well, who is very upset, she wouldn't go downstairs for presents, but she hears the Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies, which is my dad's favorite Christmas song. And by that, I mean, he fucking hates it. <laughs> It's like playing on like a snow globe or something. And that's what she hears. But she's too sad for presents. But she will go investigate. Honestly, I get it. Because like, if I'm in a bad mood and there's a noise that is just getting getting at me, like, I'll do it. I'll be like, I gotta stop this. So I understand. Um. So when Megan goes into the attic, she sees the snow globe and she's like, who's fucking with me? And she sees Claire and asks her, like, what are you doing? And then she sees what looks like, we see what looks like a woman 
ripping out her eye and putting a bag over her head. Yeah. So that was Agnes killing Megan. Yeah, we can definitely agree on that. So and all, and during all this, uh, Billy is on his way home. So he's making his way downtown, walking fast. Face is <laughs> face is past and he's homebound. White yeah. chicks again. Here we go. Oh my gosh! Literally <laughs> parallel <laughs> universes. Seriously, um, it's yeah. So Billy's on his way home. There, the girls are going over the gifts. Mrs. Mac is like who was supposed to give Billy a gift and then Heather who is Michelle not Michelle Mary Elizabeth Winstead she's like I didn't buy him a present it's stupid and weird and I'm like girl you're making a lot of sense to me yeah I'm following the that the logic there yeah she what did she say I don't get the appeal of buying a gift for a serial killer and in the real world she totally makes sense and then there's me and I'm like is it cute <laughs> Is he yellow? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> is he Big Bird? So in this whole thing, just basically, like, this part right here is what leads into, like, one of the flashbacks of Billy's Christmas. Um, because now they're talking about how Melissa pipes in and she goes, no, serial killers murder repeatedly for sexual thrill, which is not true. It's just someone, it doesn't have to be for sexual thrill. They just have to kill multiple people. Um, in a series. Like in, diff- in a series in, at different times and days. Um, and then she goes, Billy Lenz was a spree killer. Which, I mean, technically he killed two people. His mom and his dad. He attempted to kill Agnes, but did not succeed. His mom and his stepdad. Right. His mom and his stepdad, sorry. That's not his father. You're not my dad. <laughs> You're anyway. not my real dad. Heather yeah. is very offended of the quote-unquote pagan sacrifice to ward off evil spirits on Christmas. And then Melissa is like, let me give you another definition. <laughs> like She's like the Webster Dictionary over here. But she is dropping knowledge about how, like, oh, everything about Christmas is basically started out as pagan. Like, the tree, the mistletoe, all this stuff. And they don't really talk about it much more. But now they've learned Billy didn't break in and kill. He lived there. Dun, dun, dun. And then the movie goes in to talk, show Billy's first Christmas, all that stuff. Which we have covered. We have covered, yeah. We don't need to. Yeah. We don't need to talk about that again. No need to reiterate. But um, this is where we are introduced to eve and i'll make a note so the flashback we've just seen is where the baby is born so we go from seeing this little baby girl to seeing eve and the movie wants you to think that eve could be agnes Mm -hmm. so like uh katrina said she's got the glasses on and when he talked about her having the ponytail so she's like the oddball Mm -hmm. she's walking down the stairs the house mom goes to get her gift and eve is supposed to join everybody but when mrs mac turns back around Mm -hmm. eve is gone yeah and 
Eve gave Heather her secret Santa, which was like a glass unicorn. She said, because I know you like the Bible and stuff. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does a unicorn have to do? Anyway, it was just funny. But it, it was right in the Bible. Are they? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, that makes sense now. Um, anyway, it was wrapped in newspaper, old newspaper, <laughs> which is a red herring. But later we find out that the newspaper was just in Eve's bedroom because Eve had Billy's old bedroom. So, but just before that, um, they got a phone call and it's just like weird breathing and stuff like that. And Kelly's like, someone's in trouble. And then she hears someone say, (laughs) someone say, you're my cookie and I'm going to gobble you up. She's my family now. Basically all the things that the gross mother used to say to Agnes. Um, and then just ends the phone call with, uh, get out of my house, I'm going to kill you. Fair enough. I'm out. Like, I would, <laughs> I would like to leave now, please. But like every good Christmas movie, they're snowed in, which we will find out later when they actually do try to leave. But when they check caller ID, they said it's from Claire's cell phone. So they think maybe Claire's playing a prank on them. Which on the first phone call, I'll give it to you. If it's one phone call, it's weird. Maybe it's a prank. Second one, maybe not. Oh, and after Eve leaves, um, she didn't get very far. She did. Which that's the only death. I don't know if Billy did it or Agnes did it. Because it was outside the house. So I don't know if Billy had made it home yet. So we start opening gifts. um, And Melissa tells Lauren that Claire gifted her a music box that plays Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies. And then we see outside someone climbing the house. So we're like, oh, that's supposed to be Billy, right? Right. Right, right. Just kidding. There's a lot of things happening all at once right now. But um, Heather is upstairs packing her stuff. And they get another phone call to the house. And Melissa answers it this time. And the caller ID says that it's now that it says that Megan is calling. So now we have a different phone call, different ID. And now they're saying she's my family now. And she quotes Barry the Bachelor bury the hatchet in your head which is what dana said earlier in the movie so somebody's been listening yeah it's kind of gross yeah so melissa freaks out uh tries to call campus security but they're off for christmas and everything is gone to shit because it's snowing and it's christmas weekend yeah and then Kelly hears something upstairs, some kind of thumping, and everybody goes to investigate, which is pretty smart because everyone's going. They all just had this creepy call. They hear something. They're all on the move. And then who comes out of Megan's room? Kyle. What? It's so gross. And Kelly's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I was trying to sneak in your room. And she's like, that's not my room. And he's like, I got the wrong one. But what? What had happened was Kyle was trying to talk to Megan about La Pelicula de Porno. 
sexo. I don't know how to say it. No, I don't know porn, but I know sex is sexo. Sexo? Is it L sexo? Yeah. If you want to say the sex. Well, la pellicula de the sexo. The movie. Yeah. The movie of sex. Mm -hmm. The movie of sex. Who knows? The sex movie. Um. So yeah, he's trying to cover his tracks. And just gaslighting everybody. <sighs> Stupids. Well, and then they started talking about how they've gotten these phone calls and they don't know what's going on. And Melissa says that the call was for Billy. And then Kyle gives us more background on Billy where he's actually killed his family. But Kyle's all mad because I guess he's a fucking townie, which gross. Because he's like, you spoiled bitches come oh. here for a few years, but I live here. And it's like, ew, so you never like did anything we don't know exactly like, how old he is like i would believe he is in college or grad school or something or maybe he's just doing like yeah like he's out of i don't think he's over 25 because then it would be gross like if he was like older than 25 trying to pick up 20 and 21 year olds i mean normal but gross yeah so whatever i mean he's all over hudson so he's a little cute but yeah so he explains the killing the billy's past basically and when it cuts back to the sorority house he said when they asked him why did he do it kyle says that's how they showed their love eating each other gross it's, um, yeah it's pretty intense but they hear another thump and then kyle goes into megan's room again with kelly and then uh, somebody has come downstairs and they start hearing things and everyone's scared. So the girls, minus Kelly, go downstairs to see someone milling about and it's Kyle Richards. Isn't it Kyle Richards? Lee? Yeah. Hold on. So I feel like I had to look this up last time. Lee... Black Christmas. I thought it was Larry Chabert. No, Lacey Chabert is Dana. Lacey Chabert is Dana. Oh. oh, it's Kristen Cloak. She looks like Kyle Richards, who was the little girl in Halloween. Oh, who is now like a housewife. Well, she is a housewife. Um, But so Kristen Cloak is Lee, who is Claire's older sister, who was supposed to receive the gift. And she's like, where's Claire? I'm here to pick her up. And everyone's like, Claire left a long time ago. And she's like, why would she do that? I drove all this way in the snow to come get my sister. Mm -hmm. And then the girls are like, well, how do we know who you really are? And then she's, this is the thing that always got me the most. She was like, I used to go to this sorority. And she's like, yeah. I hated it when I was here, but I was here. And she's like, I can't tell you anything about my sister because I don't know her very well. And I'm like, Okay, convenient. Well, like, you should know enough. You know enough that her name, her age, her school. So, like, well, she knew enough to show up and ask for Claire. I mean, come on. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. It's not like she didn't start talking about their parents or, you know, if they had the same mom or if it was the same dad. She's right. in her 30s. 
at least, really. Like, they're old enough to know something. But she comes yeah. in, and then Dana deflects, and she's like, I love your coat. <laughs> and I'm like, she came in looking good. Yeah. So I'm down with it. But she's a little bit of a red herring, but that is quickly disproven when she's mm-hmm. also a target of the horrors. Yeah. So while all that is happening, Kyle and Kelly are upstairs. It's really hard to say those names together. Yeah. They're upstairs. Kelly is looking around for Megan in this large but very empty room. Mm-hmm. And Kyle's trying to block her computer, but then the power goes out. So Megan's laptop that was on like a screensaver, which it was a screensaver of like a flying eyeball, which is also yeah. strange. But if you were curious, the movie really wants you to focus on eyeballs. Uh, and then the screensaver goes down and it reveals La Pelicula de Sexo. Yeah, which I don't know why she would leave that up on her screen. Um, but I get it. It was 2006. Nobody really thought about, you know, exiting out, minimizing things, locking your computer. Uh, so I get it. But yeah, so um, yeah, that was no bueno. So they start fighting, obviously, again. But everybody downstairs is still like suspicious of Lee. And now they have found a Christmas present that is labeled for Billy that was not there before. So now they're being like, uh, did this weird bitch bring a present for Billy? Because what the hell? Well, yeah. And then she's just like, okay, you guys open it. Because she's not scared at all. She just wants her sister and then she wants to get to whatever her vacation is going to be for the holidays. Yeah. So they find that it's wrapped in newspaper which is the same newspaper as Eve's, which is from like the 1970s. And so they decide, oh, we're going to go check out Eve's bedroom. And that's when Heather finds Billy's old hidey hole and finds like the newspaper and the telescope box and all that jazz. Um, There's a lot happening right now because all the power's out. Everybody's like splitting into twos like it's Scooby-Doo. Trying to like, yeah, yeah. do a bunch of different things. Like, because Kyle and Kelly are still fighting. Um, Heather is looking for that. But then Lauren starts vomiting all over the place. Yeah, so Melissa takes her to the bathroom. Yeah. And then Lee, Lee notices, oh, other power, other houses have power. So Lee and Dana are on a mission to try and find the breaker. So everybody's just kind of like, they did so good in the beginning sticking together, but now that the power's out, they all just poof, divide and conquered and died. They were conquered. They were. Um. So Dana goes outside. She knows that the main breaker is under the house. And then she says, I'm not the totally helpless daddy's girl. And she goes like under the little crawl space under the house to find the breaker. But what she finds is death. She is killed, stabbed through the back of the head, through the eyeball uh, by Agnes. That one's for sure Agnes. Yeah. So she's out. So they know she's dead. No longer with us. What? No longer with us. Oh, yeah. 
I thought you were saying something in Spanish. Sorry. Um, But during all of this, um, is it that Melissa helps Lauren get into the bathroom so she can take a shower. And we see when Lauren is going into the shower, some tile on the floor is moving. And then we just see an eyeball. Again. Lots of eyes. Um, Eyeballs. The eyes have it. <laughs> it was like, it was like disappointment and like laugh funny all in one. I I'm disappointed in myself. That one was, that was, that was a really good one. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, so, so we get the obligatory butt and side boob shot. Um, a peeping Tom. I'm assuming this is Billy at this point. Well, it could be Agnes. She could be a peeping Samantha. I don't know. I was no. thinking of Tammy. Peeping Tammy. We we love Tammy, but we hate Tammy. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? You know what you I mean? Watch Thousand Pound Sisters and you've read Akatari, you know exactly who we're talking about. Yeah, you know who we love and who we hate. Yep. Then Lauren takes her shower and then when she's done, she does not crawl, but she puts on her comfies and then gets in bed and passes out. And I identify. That's how I would want to spend a horror movie. Drunk and or sleeping. If I was in a horror movie, that's how I want to be. It's less stressful, like you mentioned. That's what I'm saying. They just either take me out first, in my sleep, whatever. Or let me live. Uh, Also... I don't know how, like, is the person under the house that is, like, watching her shower, like, they can't be standing. So are they, like, I'm trying to picture how their body is positioned, like, to be able to look through the floor and be, like. Well, as we we saw at the end, like, there's, like, crawl spaces in the house. Right, but that's not comfortable. You can't stand up. Well, no, but I... (laughs) I don't think for these two crazy people that comfort was their main goal, babe. Maybe. Well, I'm just saying. Have you ever been uncomfortable to look at a pair of titties? Because I have. I guess that's fair. So. Yeah, yeah. You'll put up with some. (laughs) We don't like killers, though. Well, you know what I mean. (laughs) Think of the gist. Heather is still looking at Eve's closet. She finds little baby doll eyes from Eve's little no eye having baby doll thing. Gross. Mm-hmm. She finds the newspaper. Yeah, and Dana leaves Leah. No, no. Lee leaves Dana out there and is like looking for Claire now throughout the house. She's, like, she's checking every nook and cranny it's, possible. It's Lee's fault that Dana died. Yeah, because she, she should not have been left. Yeah, you can't, you can't leave them alone. I know that we know they're in a horror movie, but at this point, the power's out. It's it's fishy, okay? Well, really, at this point, what we know for sure, if we're talking about horror movie rules, is that Lauren can die because she drinks, and Kyle can die because he has had sex. And Megan can die because she had sex. Megan can die. Now, it's highly plausible that most of them have, but it hasn't been shown in the movie. So really, we should have only had a couple of deaths here. 
Yeah, they're really racking up those bodies. Um, but when Lee is looking for her, we get a we get like the one jumps one of the jump scares where she just finds a creepy ass red Santa, like a red faced Santa in a closet. And I don't, I don't know what the like other than a jump scare. I don't know what it was for, but it worked. It was creepy. Um, I don't know, but Heather takes the baby doll in the newspaper to Mrs. Mack and Kelly. Then Kelly's phone rings. She answers. She thinks it's Kyle, but then they hear the Sugar Plum Fairy music again from this mysterious snow globe. And then they realize that the caller ID has Dana's cell number, and then they actually have heard Dana dying. So, like, all of that is happening at the same time. So, it's kind of a lot. So Agnes has a little bit of like a pattern here. She kills somebody. She uses their cell phone. She calls the house, says they're my family now. And she kills someone else. She uses their family. So Dana's now dead. She followed the pattern. Good for her. Um, So, and at one point, because they got the call from Dana and they heard her struggling, they all went outside to look for her. Which I'm like, good for not going alone again. But then they see that Eve's car is still there. And Kelly falls. And then now they see claw marks. And they try to get into the crawl space, but Dana's body is blocking it from the inside. So they can't find Dana's body. But when they go to check Eve's car, Eve's head falls out of the car. And now we have seen a dead body. Now we know that the threat is real. Threat level midnight. Am I right? You're right. So So at this point, who's all dead? The guard? The Santa? I have a list. Well, I'm smart. Megan is dead. Claire is dead. Dana is dead. Eve is dead. So we're at six. Big Santa? Yeah, I said that. Okay. Uh, The mother and the father? And well, stepfather. Well, I didn't include them. I'm you just thinking, on, like, on... for the girls. Mm-hmm. The present present day. So, yes. The yeah. mother and the two fathers from Billy's past are dead, too. So, technically, in movie time, we're at nine present. deaths. Yeah. Present day in this Christmas at six, total is nine. Yeah. So. It's a lot of people. A lot of muck duck. Between two people. Between yeah. Billy, oh my gosh, what's happening? So would you put this as a cereal or a spree? It's got to be cereal because it's over a period of time now. Because it's what started in 1991. Now it's 2006. It's 15 years later. So now Billy is a serial killer, but Agnes is only a spree killer because it's one night that this is all happening. Can you be like a serial spree killer? Can you be a spree serial killer? I don't know the rules. Let's ask Randy. Who's Randy? From Scream. He makes the rules. Oh, that's right. So Kelly, in her 2006 glory, she just goes, he's out here. And me (laughs) over here hating the pronoun game. Oh, you don't know. They no one has decided that Billy has been doing these killings, but because we know Billy is a part of these killings, we're just supposed to connect these dots. 
no, thank you, Glenn Morgan. I know you directed 21 Jump Street, but I'm not going to be jumping to no conclusions. She said what she said. I I shall use the context clues and understand that she meant Billy. But we don't know that. We don't know that. So Kelly continues playing the pronoun game because she calls 911 to say that a girl is dead and we're positive that she's been murdered. And the cops just say that it's, you know, crazy because of the storm and there was an accident on the main highway, so it's going to be a while. And I'm like, I think murder beats traffic, but it is a movie. And Kelly is giving the address of where they live. And then she's like, it's the second house on the right, which is to pull off of last house on the left. Yeah. So, and funny. Yeah, and after the phone call, which I get it. If the police physically can't get to the house, they can't get to the house because of the tr- the wrecks and the snow. Um, but I feel if there is a killer in your house, everybody just camps out in the same room and we don't split up Scooby-Doo style. Well, you would be correct because what goes next is Mrs. Mack has now decided that it must be Billy. And she that- says, she plays the pronoun green and goes, he's home. Yeah. But home is a better context clue than he's out here. Yeah, so who whose home could it be? Billy's. So anyway, Lee doesn't want to leave because she knows in her nuggets that Claire is still there because she hasn't seen Claire so Claire must be alive, even though everyone's been running around the whole house and screaming and Claire has yet to be seen. Claire must still be there because Heather, Mrs. Mack, and was Melissa going to go or was it just those two? Just the two. Okay. Heather and Mrs. Mack, they're trying to leave. They're like, we got to get the hell out of Dodge. But Lee doesn't want to leave because she thinks Claire is there. Kelly thinks that they should all stay together and just prepare themselves. So Kelly is, you know, our smart one for now. Mm -hmm. Melissa goes to check up on Lauren, but she is attacked and beheaded by an ice skate because she went upstairs alone. So she doesn't even make it to Lauren's room. Uh, Mrs. Mack and Heather are outside. They're trying to get in her car. And then Mrs. Mack is scrubbing her windshield And through all the snow and frost, then we see from the inside a splatter of red. And then Mrs. Mack opens her door, sees Heather's dead body. Then she tries to run. And then an icicle gets her. An icicle. Of all things. Icicle. Now, it's not to say that icicles aren't deadly and that this hasn't happened before. But I'm like, we got actual murders happening here. And this girl's going to go out on an icicle? I mean, I guess good for her. That's probably less frightening of a way to go. Honestly, I would be more, I think it'd be more believable if she fell and hit her head and passed out and like got knocked out by the ice because she struggled just even like walking to her car. Yeah, because this whole time the snow and everything hasn't let up. So to your point, Katrina, yes, the weather is bad. It would be hard for the cops to get there. There are accidents, but also Mm -hmm. just like meh. I, I did think it was funny how, like, when Heather got in the car, uh, Mrs. Mack tried to hand her, like, the ice scraper. And she goes, what is that thing? 
And then she just gets so mad. She's like, calls her a southern princess and cusses her out. Yeah. I mean, I, mean. I, I get it. Valid. But back in the house, um, Melissa yells for Kelly. When Oh, this is what Rachel had mentioned. She goes upstairs, gets murdered, um, and yells for Kelly. So uh, she doesn't make it, but she made a good effort. Yeah, because Lauren is already dead. Lauren was dead asleep. Then she wakes up because she hears... Like a struggle. Mo- yeah. Like she hears Melissa being killed. And then she, there's like something in her bed. And she's got like the woozies from being drunk and waking up. And then she like looks around and then she doesn't see anything. And then she grabs the unicorn, the glass unicorn, which is a callback from the first movie. That was um, something that was used there. And then Agnes, white chicks. Lauren and jumps on her, takes the glass unicorn and shoves it through her eye. So Lauren is dead. Melissa's dead. Melissa has called out for Kelly and Lee. So the only people left at this point are Kelly, Lee, and Kyle. No. Oh yeah, Kyle's still there. Because he's stupid. Kyle is in uh Megan's room. And he has been like this whole time. So like all the murders and everything, like he just like was mysteriously not there. Yeah, that's weird. Which, when Kelly and Lee come upstairs and Kyle emerges, that's when they're like, it's you! You're the killer! And he's <laughs> like, I'm not the killer! But, whatever. Yeah, and I, I just thought it was funny. So, I think I think it was Lee who texts, where are you? And you get like the good old T9, like, you is three or two. Seven. Oh, yeah seven twice and then question mark is this is yeah gotta gotta love that i think we talked about that in when the stranger calls too talking about the t9 oh yeah we did i can talk i can do you know do you remember in like when we were kids people would speak in pig latin and that was like their trick no, I don't Do remember you, that. Oh, well, there were some girls in my school who used to talk in pig, pig Latin, and that was their trick. So I was going to say, my trick is that I could speak in T9. Like, I could be like 777, mm-hmm. 88, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I think I could do that. Yeah, so. Then uh, they hear Melissa's phone upstairs, and Katrina's note was, why do they all have Christmas songs as ringtones? And I say, because it was free use. They got them cleared for copyright before the movie. <sighs> so yeah, we, did, we did used to change our ringtones based on like our feels and stuff like that. But then there's me who's had my phone on silent for the past 10 years. So I do have two ringtones. My mom is I want to dance with somebody. And then everyone else is Taylor Swift's Haunted. But the only time I ever actually hear those is if my phone is plugged into my car and then it just plays. But then it pisses me off because I've usually had like music or a podcast on and then somebody calling is interrupting what I'm listening to. It's annoying. I I just use the default, whatever it is. I don't care. Well, I've had that for years. Well, I'm just saying, like, even, even when people used to like turn up the radio and record like the oh, radio for I definitely all of did that. I did it, but I never was signed. Like it was too much work. And also I broke phones. <laughs> the way first, too often. The first ringtone I was ever allowed to purchase, and it was on my first phone, a Samsung camera flip phone. I had the Fresh Prince of Bel Air theme song. 
that's what you know, I had. Do you remember? I don't know if you had this experience, but the level of panic if you hit the web browser. I knew that's exactly what you were gonna say. Yes. Oh You're like but I've never my dad's gonna be so mad at me. <laughs> You're like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, God. And then you're just like, oh. like I that just, was adrenaline. That was I just adrenaline. <laughs> I just cost my family $10,000 by accidentally hitting the <laughs> internet button. Yeah, it never loaded. So I was like, oh, my God, thank God. But that was, that was true panic. Yeah. Oh. Well, the second bit of true panic comes next when uh, Kelly calls Melissa's phone again and then Billy picks up and then he's like where is Agnes and at this point no one really like knows exactly who Agnes is and Lee still refuses to leave because until I see my sister she is alive and it's like, mm. like she's dead girl a lawyer because <laughs> like, like, you can't prosecute a murder unless there's a body yeah like, Kyle's but, trying to get the girls to leave He's like, oh, ladies, oh, let's go. But then Kelly has to do her little sad orphan thing. And she's like, well, if I had a sister, I would want her to look for me. I'm like, my sister would tell me to get out. Truly. And like, you're my sister. I would look for you. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) You just were like, well, we just ruined our own logic. I love you too much. (laughs) I need to see her body dead. But the the truth of that is neither of us would have ended up in this situation. No. So even this episode, even this episode, the shit we have shared, we're still totally fine. We are final girls through and through. A Virgo and a Capricorn. What are you going to do? We sacrifice the Taurus. Absolutely. Yeah, we're both even in green shirts. We are Earth Signs, baby. Built for last thing. But not for speaking. (laughs) Oh, it's whatever. But anyway, Kyle, to Kelly's point of like, if I had a sister, he's like, how would you know? You don't have a sister. And then Lee comes in with, now she does. Because Lee, who has been there for 14 minutes... And when she gave her whole speech, Kelly wasn't even there. Lee and Kelly are sisters now. So. Sisterhood. That's how it works. Yeah. I mean, honestly, they're just girls, girls. So I I do completely support them. But because there's no way I'm going to say Kyle was right. I fully support the next move they make, though, by having Kyle check the attic. I know. That's so funny. Like, oh, yes, please, big, strong man, check the attic for us. You go first. And he's like, are you for real? And I'm like, so. He's he's going to sacrifice himself. Stop. (laughs) Well, that's exactly what happens. Because while Kyle is almost all the way up the ladder to the attic, I almost said the ladder to the adder. (laughs) You should have just kept going. (laughs) You would never have let that happen. But when Kyle's almost all the way up there, Agnes pulls him up, like, the rest of the way, like, yeets him. She's strong woman. Like, truly white chick shit. And then um, she eats his eyeballs. Nom, 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 nom. And Lee, uh, 
Lee has climbed up next and then Kelly's in there. So Lee kind of sees like the tail end of it and Lee falls through the floorboard. And so she's like dangling there. Kelly gets up there and Agnes lights these candles. So then we can finally see all of the victims. The decorating. Sure. And then Agnes says, everyone should be home for Christmas. And then she says that they're her family now. And it's like, are we your family or are you eating us? Pick one. Yeah. Having a family dinner is not eating your family. <laughs> yeah, we're going to look at those little like family dinner deal things the same now. Now that you said that. <laughs> a family dinner. I can't do it. It's literally Christmas. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So uh, Lee's doing Kelly her- gets upstairs. Go for it. Oh, yeah. So Lee is struggling in the floor, uh, floor slash wall. I don't know how you say it, but Kelly knocks over a candle and just finds glass and stabs Agnes, which, like, good for her. Um, She's the only one that's really gotten a jump on her, really. But karma, because Agnes was stabbed in the fake eye and pulls it out. And I'm like... Of course she has a glass eye because fucking Billy ate her eye. Yeah. Even to have had the accuracy to get an A and eye socket, she Uh picked the wrong one. And I was like, no. She had a 50-50 chance and she didn't make it. But Well, everything is 50-50 chance. Let's just start there. Yeah. So Kelly says, they're not your family. I'm not your family. And then Agnes says, no. My daddy's here. Q yellow Hulk Billy climbing the wall, the inside of the walls to come up. Ugh. It's I'm tired of men and walls. Okay. Get out oh, of the walls. I think we were gonna release this right after the boy, too. That would have been yeah. our series. Gross. <laughs> Hashtag men and walls. Stop Hashtag Brahms is hotter than Billy. For sure. A million times. Oh my god, I am so fucked up. You're just now realizing that? It's just coming all to me. So. But Kelly calls for Lee to help her. And then, which I, kudos to Lee. Oh wait, no. Lee gets out of the wall and then Kelly falls down the wall with Agnes. Yeah, and then so that's, Agnes, yeah. Agnes is trying to pull on Kelly, but there's lights tangled on a little baby carriage, and it knocks over um, a little Christmas tree, and then as the lights are pulling the Christmas tree, it catches on <sighs> fire, so then, like, the fire is coming, like, Billy's climbing down one way while Agnes has Kelly the other way. Lee gets into the laundry room and bangs through the drywall, pulls Kelly through right before the flaming Christmas tree knocks both Agnes and Billy down. And then they run out. But the house is on fire. And Lee has grabbed her coat because this is very important. It's cold outside. It's very cold outside. So it's valid. Um, Then... So they, they get escaped. to the hospital. 
and they're being treated or Kelly is being treated for her injuries. Um, and Lee is sitting by her side. We also see the M.E. who's in like the morgue telling his wife that, oh, he's going to be late because he's got more work and she's mad. But I'm like, bro, there's been a killing spree. He's busy. <laughs> there's but been a serial here, killing. Yeah, a serial spree killing twice by two people. Wait, if it's a group, like two people doing it together, is it a... They're still serial killers. I mean, yeah, true. Anyway, so the ME hears the body bag unzipping, goes to inspect, because who does that? I guess somebody who deals with dead bodies on a daily basis, but Billy pops out, kills the ME, and then Billy lets Agnes out, because of course she's also still alive. And I just want to know, who declared them dead? Who said... These two are dead. They're done for. Done. Well, yeah, because they came out and they're not like super injured. They're not. They're not burned. burned. So how did they get from the house? How did the cops who couldn't get to the house when there was a murder somehow that same evening fish Billy and Agnes out of the burning house? Right. With firefighters to put the fire out. And then Got them to the same hospital. Found them in the crawl space? Exactly. Like, I don't don't get it. Maybe they crawled somewhere else, but the logic's not logicking in my head. I don't know. But they're there. Lee is talking to Kelly about having a sister and being upset that she didn't get to know Claire. And then she's like, well, I couldn't open this in front of my sister. Opens claire's present and she's like so like i'm gonna open it in front of you kelly has nothing to do with this present but they're sisters now so we just let it happen and it's a cute little watch and it's engraved on the back that says family forever so we assume that claire and lee would have had a really good christmas together and formed a solid relationship it's unfortunate that never happened but the nurse comes in to get Kelly for more x-rays and takes her out. Then Lee hears someone in the ceiling. She thinks she sees Kelly somehow. I'm not exactly sure how that happened. Yeah, I don't I don't know, but I don't know why she would think it's Kelly. Well, because... she I think she tried to like check the door and then maybe she saw somebody blonde outside. Well, she sees the blonde in the bed, but I guess we just don't know oh, the that's... time. So, like, like I, I understand that she sees a blonde in the bed, but I don't know why she thinks it's Kelly, because we don't have any idea of the passage of time. Like, x-rays do take a hot minute, and yeah, we just don't Ma- know. Like, maybe they forgot something, or there was, like, a hiccup. I don't know. It, it doesn't really, the last part doesn't really make sense to me. So, so. either way, it's Agnes, Agnes kills Lee. By snapping her neck and says forever. So she was listening. Um, But then. Now Kelly's back. But we don't know how Kelly got back either. But So Kelly's done with her x-rays. But she finds uh, part of the watch in the bed bloody. So she tries to leave. 
and the door is jammed, but then she sees blood pooling up above her in the light fixture, which how did she get Lee up into the ceiling? Jesus Christ. How did Agnes and Billy do all the other shit that they did? But I'm like, that stuff is like so soft. You would fall through it with your body weight. Anyway, anyway, it's not important. It happens. She hits she hits the emergency button, but the goddamn Christmas carolers are singing, so they can't hear nothing. Mm-hmm. But Kelly fucking like charges up the I don't know what the machine is called, but then the goes a- clear the AED. Face. The defibrillator. Yeah. The so AED. So she's smart enough to get that. She breaks the glass in her door so she can unlock it from the outside. But after Kelly has killed Agnes, we assume shocked like that she is right. dead at this point. We, we don't ever see her again. But then Billy starts like climbing down from the roof thing, which mm-hmm. is also interesting because even in the attic at home, they never really like tried to join together and do their kills. It was always one yeah. on one. I feel like for Billy and Agnes's perspective, they could have cleared Kelly pretty quick like that. So yeah. uh whatever. But Kelly's running, an orderly comes out of another room, which I honestly appreciate because I hate the we're running through an empty hospital thing. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> an orderly comes out, Kelly trips over his cart and I would say weapons galore, tools galore, but like there's scalpels and scissors and knives and blah, blah, blah on the cart. It's probably like a scrub tech who's cleaning all the instruments. Um, Kelly grabs like a crutch and starts beating Billy with it. But she, the way she beats him is like, <laughs> like, yeah, not a lot of power. There's not a lot of power in there. And then she just throws the crutch right next to him. Just at least trip him something. Well, he's already on the floor, but then he picks it up and he trips her. So she falls flat on her face and then they're fighting and he stabs her with the scalpel, but then she gets out of that and she's like running down the hallway and then he, Billy runs down and they're like over the atrium, like the stairs are there and we see... Billy and Kelly fighting a little bit, but then Kelly somehow maneuvers Billy over the stair rail and he falls down his, um, I think it's through his back is the way he falls onto the star or whatever the tree topper is in the atrium of the hospital. And it impales him, his guts go flying, but it is a really cool shot where we see Kelly at the top of the stairs and the Christmas lights are blinking different colors, like yellow, green, purple, blue, blah, blah, blah. And Billy's dead body shadow kind of moves around in them. So I like that. And then the movie plays the Sugar Plum Fairy music, and then we're done. I don't think they had they needed to kill Lee, to be honest. Well, we had to have a final girl, not final girls. Why not? it was 2006 we didn't do that then now it's a new uh, concept whatever so that's black christmas i do really like this movie i know that we kind of like went back and forth but honestly that's kind of what it feels like when you're watching a movie because it's just you know one of them after the other after the other after the other dies yeah the first time watching this through it was somewhat like i was just watching it to watch it and it really wasn't making sense in my head until the second time, I knew Billy's story. I knew the 
like sorority girls's situation and then i was like okay i get it so yeah so it's it's a fun movie. This is what I call like a daytime horror movie. Like I can literally just turn this on and like clean my house or do whatever. I still have fun. I think the performances are good, but it's just like whatever. Yeah, they really here's one thing is like I feel like they really developed this character villain of Billy. And Agnes did like most of the killing. Like, we really didn't know. We knew the minimum amount we needed to about Agnes, but we knew a whole lot about Billy. I'm like, you could have gave us some more Agnes so that we could see why she's so fucked. I mean, yeah, she's fucked up because of what happened, but maybe some more story on Agnes. But I don't know if we were just supposed to assume there was only one killer for a long time. And then it was like, my daddy is here. And then we realize, oh, it's two of them. Agnes isn't dead. But we knew. I don't know. Yeah, what did we put? Well, what did you put when you made the list? Like, Billy... Billy didn't kill any of the girls except Heather, right? Maybe Eve. That's true. That's true. Because she presumably was outside when she actually died. Yeah, so Heather and... If you died in a car, it was Billy. If you were anywhere else, it was Agnes. Um, unless yeah, unless Agnes. it was an icicle and you're Mrs. Mac. Yeah, she just... So she know. he killed Heather and he killed uh, Eve. Eve, maybe. We'll and that's all we know. Yeah, so... But he I mean, killed two girls in this whole movie when Agnes is just murking everybody. I don't know. I guess she didn't want anyone else to get the attention. Leave it leave it to a man to take all the credit but do none of the work. I agree. So that's that's Black Christmas. It's fun. There was another Black Christmas movie made in 2019 that has nothing to do with this type of storyline. Um, it is not really well reviewed. I've seen it a couple times and it's fine it's it's a me too movie it has like some interesting things but i i don't want to spoil it have you seen it i don't know if i have or not you should watch it because i think it's actually really interesting subject matter and the way it's played out but i think when you're trying to pull it off as black christmas black christmas already has its own zeitgeist between the original and this one that it could have literally been called anything else. It's just a horror movie on a college campus during Christmas time. That's yeah. the only thing yeah. that's similar. And technology is involved. There are phone calls made, but like, okay, whatever. Lots of phone, yeah, lots of horror movies have phones now. Like so, phone calls. Yeah. So that's something. Do you have any parting thoughts or any ideas for what we're going to do for January in the next two minutes? Um, it's your birthday January- month. January is my birthday month. Um, it's Capricorn season soon, guys. So watch out. Anyway, no, I don't know. I don't know. We could do like one of my favorites. Like my top two are Remy. Just say what you're saying. I cut it out. Tremors. I'm trying to. Yeah. So it's either I'm thinking either Tremors or Silent Hill. 
Those are my favorites. Okay. Okay. I know Silent Hill is available for streaming. I don't think Tremors is available. So we'll see. We'll play it by ear. Yeah. No promises though. Um, But we will have one episode in January. We're going to do it. And we have to because it's here now. So tell us what your favorite Christmas horror movie is. Send us an email, comment on our Patreon, go to our Spotify, leave a review. Just talk to us, please. We miss you. Yeah. And we're we here get, for you. We got a comment on the last one we did, Woo. I think for Friday the 13th, and it wasn't anyone that we knew. And we were just like, are we famous? <laughs> and then Spotify Wrapped told us that we had like a top listener. And I was like, who? Like we were somebody's It top wasn't podcast. even me. Booze and Boobs was my third top podcast. <laughs> Traitor. Traitor. Uh, but thank you for listening, guys. We love you. Um, and we'll see you in January. I'll see you next year. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. We hope that you enjoyed our episode and we look forward to hearing from you. Find us on Twitter or Instagram to request a movie or even just to discuss your thoughts at booze and boobs or send us an email booze and boobs at gmail.com yeah and we're working on turning this into a thing so if you can please follow us on patreon our account there is booze and boobs also and what are some of the benefits to joining our patreon oh katrina i am so glad that you asked as a patron you will get early release episodes bloopers Uh, mini episodes where we showcase uh, scenes from the movies that we're talking about or just conversations that we're having that we had to cut from our recording all that and more and they're fun tiers you can be an a cup a c cup or you can join the triple d plus group like us we truly appreciate your support and we look forward to growing our following to create more content for listeners like you so we'll see you next time Or else. Yeah, let's end it with a threat. Mm -hmm.